Welcome to From Florida, where you'll learn how minds are connecting, great ideas are colliding, and groundbreaking innovation is becoming a reality because of the University of Florida. I'm your host, Nikki Brown. The University of Florida is among the nation's largest campuses with more than 54,000 undergraduate, graduate, and professional students. That is a lot of students, which means the UF's Division of Student Life fills a leading role on our campus with more than 25 departments and 2,500 full and part-time employees. The role of student life was especially important in ensuring our students stayed connected to our campus and each other during the pandemic. Student life also plays a vital role in meeting the mental health needs of our students. There have been numerous reports about the mental health challenges faced by college students today, not only because of the pandemic, but in general. We're going to talk about that and how UF's Student Life Division has come up with innovative ways to address students' mental health and help our students thrive. My guest today is Vice President Deandra Mull, who joined UF in January 2020 from The Ohio State University, where she served as Associate Vice President for Student Life and Dean of Students. Welcome, Vice President Mull. We are delighted to have you as our guest today. Thank you so much, um, Nikki. I'm also very delighted to be here with you all. Well, you chose to come to UF at one heck of a time. Yeah, it seems like I have perfect timing in this space. Three weeks before we learned of this small event that, you know, we'd be over in the, within a few months and ha, here we are. Right. So I shared a little bit about your background before you arrived here at UF, but we'd love to know more. What led you to a career in student life? Absolutely. So when I began my undergraduate student career, it was with the intention of going to law school upon graduation. I did what many students will find themselves doing, and that is exploring career opportunities through things such as internships or externships, leadership experiences. And I actually completed an internship. During that internship, while I recognized how much my time spent with the lawyer was amazing, I love what she did for her. For me, I also learned that's not what I wanted to do with my career. Um, I did know that I really wanted to be in a space where I could advocate for those who perhaps didn't always have a voice in the conversation or a seat at the table. And so I went back to my mentor, who was the vice president for student affairs and vice president for enrollment management. I said to her, you know, I'm wrapping up this internship and I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. She said, well, you know, I figured you'd come to that conclusion as I've walked through your internship experience with you this summer. You've spoken very highly of it, but I knew I could see, sense that there was some sort of tension between what you eventually want to do and what you're saying to me now. So I figured you'd get to this point. And I was like, well, you should have told me that a long time ago. Then maybe I would have saved some time. But no, it was an awesome experience. And she said to me, I'll never forget. She said, who do you want to help? How do you want to live your values? Something to that effect. And I said to her, well, I love advocating. I love being in spaces where I can really tell the story of why things should matter and perhaps what we do to move needles and really shift some things in favor of audiences or groups that I've been able to um, work with. And she said, have you ever thought about a career in student life? Or she says student affairs at that point. And I said, well, no, what's that? She's like, it's what you do every day. I was student body president, president of my sorority. So for me, it was just an opportunity for me to figure out how all that came full circle. And I was like, oh, you all get paid to do this? And so that was how I began my journey into the profession. It was definitely being in the right place at the right time with the right mentor and being able to take the right risks. Because I think sometimes we get caught in a journey where we've gone along a path for so long that we don't want to shift. I'm glad that I had a mentor that had the courage to say to me, hey, it's okay to change. And then also for me to realize that, you know, just because it's your time doesn't mean it's your door. So it was certainly my time to graduate, but my door looked a little different to advocacy than I thought it would. Yeah, that sort of self-reflection is so important and also having that guidance. And it's a perfect segue, I guess, to what you're doing now that you started off with that kind of guidance. 
Absolutely. The work that I do now allows me to make magic happen for students with the leadership of an amazing team of professionals that make that happen and students and graduate students alike. And so it certainly is a very big operation. Um, As you mentioned earlier, we have 2,500 plus professional and paraprofessional employees helping guide the way. We have 25 plus departments that make it all happen. Ranges with everything from counseling in the wellness center to our Gator World office, to our recreational sports, to our residence life and education, to our multicultural and diversity affairs area. We run the gamut and make sure that students not only leave with an education, but they leave with an experience. We really do work to make sure that we prepare Gators to engage, transform and thrive. And again, having a team that's centered in that, whose mission is to live their values out loud and help students find their purpose and passion certainly allows me to come to work every day, find my broom and get in and do good work. Sounds terrific. So it is a challenging job, though, and I think we all know that even in the best of times, the college years can be stressful and very challenging for young people. And that has been especially true over the past several years due to the pandemic and and many other societal events. What have you seen at UF and, and has there been an increase in students' mental health needs? 100%. We have been acutely aware of what's going on nationally, and we've seen that reflected in our student population here at UF. We've seen an increase in need, which goes together with an increase of communication and our proactive outreach and the destigmatization of mental health. So for us, we want students to know that it's okay to know when you need to get some assistance, right? No difference if I'm writing a paper and I realize that perhaps I'm having a bout of writer's block or I have some anxiety going on, it's okay for me to reach out to someone who has either walked the journey or is trained to offer me guidance. And so helping students to first recognize that it's okay to ask for help, um, that we are made to have helpmates, we are made to ask for assistance, we are not made to go this alone, and to put in place um, the resources that allow them to do that. We've seen this through the lens of student anxiety and mental health needs. We've seen it with some just simply uh, managing of stress. We've seen some distracted learning environments. So we run the gamut of what we've seen. We've seen some students who need to have their weekly visits with our mental health professionals. That's what helps them stay guided. Um, That's what helps them feel safe and supported in the environment. And so we've certainly worked to make sure that we can provide that service. We also know that we have students who simply need help in areas of whether it's healthy eating habits. It may be they're coming into an environment that is more stressful. And so they've either forgotten those grounding principles of health and nutrition. Um, So they need some help finding their way. So we have our offices like the Gator Well Health Promotion Services who allows our students to find their way that way. We have recreational sports. And so we think of health and wellness as a large scale, not simply what happens in the mind, but also what happens in the body. We think it's all interconnected. And so we try to make sure our services and our support for students help them to recognize that help comes from many different directions. And it is about the whole body and the whole student and the multiple dimensions of wellness that keeps us all um, healthy, engaged and thriving. Do you think that some of the comments that we've had from high profile young leaders such as Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles has really helped students to recognize that and to come out and seek help, but also understand that it is a holistic approach. If you're going to succeed in one thing, you need to take care of your entire self. Yes, without question. I think that the best thing about folks really being comfortable moving in and speaking out about their needs is that it allows students to see mirrors and reflections of themselves. I believe that both Naomi and Simone have given students the courage to say, I see you. And because of the fact that I see you, I now also see me a bit better. And so it allows them to go into spaces and really understand that they're not in this alone. The things that the stories that Simone and Naomi and others like them have shared with students allows them to, again, know that this is not about they fight on their own, whether it's stress management, whether it's idea of the mental health stresses they may have. Maybe it's 
um, healthy eating, whatever that looks like. We have lots of representatives across the national media scope that allows our students to understand that they're human, right? And that is not a weakness to know that everything doesn't align perfectly on every day. There are some days where it's going to take you a little bit longer to get out of bed, perhaps. There are some days you're going to spend a little more time struggling as you try to sleep. There are some days where you're going to really say, you know what, I can't go to that meeting after classes today because I'm just worn out. And I think that Naomi and Simone, and again, the whole community of folks who are so courageously speaking out about the fact that sometimes they're not feeling okay has been very instrumental in helping our students to feel more um, comfortable doing that as well. So it reduces stigma in ways that we need to have done. The reduction in stigma here means an increase in uptick in services. But for us, that's okay. I think the best thing you can do is get help before you need it or when you need it or wait until you're so far down the road. It's kind of like there are warning lights that come on on your dashboard. You deal with that check engine light before it becomes an engine failure. The check engine light is essentially telling you, hey, there's something that's going wrong. There's something that's a bit off in this space. Let's get it checked out and worked out before we can actually get to a place where it becomes harder for us to get to the heart of what's going on and provide. And it it takes more resources to help correct course or offer support. So I think that Simone and Naomi both offer us a gut check, a reality checkpoint. Um, It is certainly a stop in the road for us to say as university community, hey, we have a lot of students who literally are mirror images to these high achieving athletes that we have in front of us. We have a lot of students, whether they're achieving academically or an athletic field, who are putting a lot of pressure on themselves, and we are too. So how do we make sure that what we do, as we have high expectations, we also understand there may be high needs and that we offer roadways to their success that allows them to, again, look in the mirror and see the things that they others may see in themselves, and they can recognize that, but then we also offer supports that allows them to grow and bloom from what they've learned. I know that during the pandemic, Student Life instituted several measures to give students as much of a typical campus experience as possible and to help them connect with other students. Can you share a little more about those innovations? Yes. So the pandemic certainly brought a lot of things to light um, for all of us. One of the biggest truths that we saw come out was that our students are deeply social. We know that it doesn't matter if the world is experiencing a pandemic. It doesn't stop the fact that we all need connection. We knew that that was true for our students. We watched how they navigated. We watched them struggle in the very beginning as we told everyone that we have to hunker down and make sure that we're being safe. We didn't change our scope from being safe, but we moved away from talking about social distancing to talk about physical distancing. That was a critical movement and step on behalf of the University of Florida. We knew that for students, they live in social spaces. Most of them, I can't imagine most of our students not having owned a cell phone at some point in their formative years. Think about they've always grown up with the internet. I remember I used dial-up. My first experience with with the internet was dial-up. And someone would jump on the call and be like, you have to get off the line. I'm really trying to do some work here. But for them, how do we keep them engaged in spaces in ways they knew the university still cared and was committed to their success um, while also honoring the pandemic that was blowing largely across the world? So again, we made sure that we had ways to connect students that were innovative, inclusive, and dynamic. These range from the creation of the first virtual student union in the country of an institution, um, at a large institution. So what we did there, we launched our virtual student union to provide a hub for the programs, services, and events that shape the student experience. We did everything from comedy shows to check-ins. We did meetups. We did movie nights. We did a lot of things that allow students to still be in a space where they can engage. It became um, a really large sensation for students. We had millions of viewers to that space. Some, many of them were repeat users. Others were one-time drop-ins. They saw Tiffany Haddish, who's a very um, popular comedian, and they wanted to hear from Tiffany Haddish. Um, so for them, it was really important that they could still engage in that experience. We also expanded our online classes. 
So we talked a lot about the dimensions of wellness. And so that's a big focus for us. We made sure that rec sports students could get up off of their couches and literally engage with their rec sports from the comfort of their living room. That was very popular with students as well. And so while we had the opportunity for students to come to campus and engage in rec sports by making sure that we uh, made the area smaller for students usage, made sure that they had some privacy. We also wanted to make sure the students knew that they could join wherever they were. We also hosted a pod concert. We had an in-person concert where students could come and be in pods. All throughout the pandemic, we talked about the power of quarantines, T-A-M-S. We know that that's important. We know that students are deeply social. We knew that if we did not create social outlets for them, they would create them for themselves. So we made sure that we recognize that if you live in a house with four other students, it makes no sense for me to tell you that you can't attend a concert with them. So we made sure that we had ways to really embrace and engage them while also honoring the pandemic. And I think that it's important to say that because I don't want to give the impression that we didn't understand what was going on around us, but we also understood the students that we were serving. We had recharge days. We knew the students were just tired. We leaned into the benefits of the Florida weather and embraced the sunshine and had an outdoor day of activities. You could do um, painting. You could go and make a clay pot. You could get a t-shirt. You could build a tie-dye or make a tie-dye t-shirt. You could do a host of different things that just got you out into the sunshine and embrace what they meant for us. Ways that that really does help us is that we had thousands of students that came out to take part in that. Heck, I, I came out for a cupcake. Those cupcakes were delicious. So we had different food stations. There were all types of things that we really did do to engage students. So Again, we really did honor the pandemic, but also honor the needs of our students. And we found ways to connect them to their student experience, even though it looked a bit less traditional than it would have in previous years. And I'm guessing that even though hopefully we will be through the pandemic in some way, shape or form very soon, um, a lot of these innovations are things that we can build upon in the future. Oh, absolutely. Um, We will leave our virtual student union in place. We knew that for the first time, these were this was a time where some students who've never been able to engage in UF activities um, beyond their classroom experience, this became possible. Think about we have a lot of UF online students who are not here locally in Gainesville. For the first time, they could attend a, co- a concert with their peers. They could see the com- comedian and all see the expressions of laughter from their, their colleagues as they're on that screen. Um, they could take part in a rec sports class as well as um, others who are around them. So knowing that what we did actually should be something we should continue to do, we, we've taken that. We've taken that seriously. And so we will be leaving those services in place. The same for telehealth. While we had some telehealth uh, resources and services that were available, we expanded the scope and scale big time. And so we will also continue to meet the needs of students. If students want to meet virtually, we will give them an opportunity. For those students who want to be back in our counseling spaces, they will also have that as an option. We're not going to remove services. We're simply expanding them. And so, again, the promise of what we learned from the pandemic is that there are more ways for us to meet the needs of students. And so we're certainly keeping those in mind as we move forward. So I'd love to hear more about the innovative approaches that we've developed here at UF to care for, counsel, and promote the well-being of our students. Yes. So there's a lot. Um, I'm thinking particularly what we learned is that there were a lot of students who simply wanted to drop in appointments to be able to just say, I need to drop in and touch base. I always think of it as you think about the ability to just walk in Chipotle, they place an order before they get there, they take their order and they go. In some ways, that's what students need. They just need, again, a gut check or a spot check for someone to just say, hey, you're good. Let's talk about these stress management techniques or, hey, have you thought about this? Or, hey, let me help get you to the next resource. And so we prepared the CART program. That is located in Peabody Hall, and it offers brief same-day 20 to 30-minute consultations for students to make sure that we can get their right support for them. So it doesn't mean that you have to take time and wait, perhaps, for a counseling appointment um, as you would in other spaces. We offer the ability for students, again, to stop, meet with the professional, make sure we're having them pointed in the right direction as they move forward. 
telemental health and telehealth services largely have become a much bigger spotlight for us. What we did learn from the pandemic, and I like to call it the promises of the pandemic, there are ways for us to expand the services and ways we support students. We have a lot of students for whom telehealth services are now the way they like to go. If they don't want to come to campus, but they certainly want to talk to someone about what's going on in their lives or questions they may have or anxiety they may be battling, they can now literally jump on a Zoom call and do that. They can pick up a telephone and schedule an appointment to have that done as well. So it allowed us to be nimble in our services to students and make sure we're meeting them where they are. And we literally mean that wherever they are at this point, we're able to meet their needs and make sure that we're supporting them. And again, we've also found that both the virtual and in-person counseling allows us to meet more students' needs. So whereas previously, perhaps you had a 45-minute counseling session or a 30-minute counseling session, and then there was a turnover because you're, you're setting up your space, you're cleaning your space, you're doing all those things. We eliminate some of that time and, be, and we're able to spend more time directly with our students there as well. And so we offer through our partnership with Silvercloud, a self-guided program that students can download to help manage their stress and anxiety. There are many virtual spaces. We're moving into the AI space, the artificial intelligence space. We're really using different resources to make sure that students can get what they need wherever they are. We also launched MyCWC, which is a virtual space for students to learn about services and resources available to support their mental health. Uh, similarly to a lot of our outside of scope university resources, students can now go in and they can almost do a punch list of things that they're experiencing. They can talk about some of their symptoms. They can talk about some of the services they've already had before they've gotten to the university. And then they can figure out from there where they go. So it's almost like a self-guided tour to your, what you need with regard to assistance. And so students have really picked up and honed in on that. And it helps them identify things that they didn't know existed within them. So we ask a student about anxiety. They haven't identified it previously as anxiety, but it's helping them to understand perhaps just doing when you're having these many panic attacks goes back to stress. Let's talk about stress management techniques. And then we also have gator to gator. We know that, again, I talk a lot about mirrors with students and the fact that we're all meant to be a mirror to someone. And so this initiative allows students to get connected to one of our trained student ambassadors for personal support and or referral information. So we're really pouring and leaning into our student to student dynamic here, because, again, I think to the point earlier, Simone and Naomi allow us to see that we aren't the only ones going through some things alone and students being able to support other students allows us to reinforce that. Yeah, it really sounds like by drawing in their peers, but also providing all these different touch points, what you're doing is normalizing and really, as you said, meeting students where they are and helping them to understand this is not something that they should feel ashamed of. This is a very normal human experience and allowing them to get the help they need when they need it. Yes, absolutely. It's normal for a car to need gas. It's a normal for a car that's electric to need to be recharged. It's very normal for a student to need to get support to help them go in as well. And so we definitely want to double down on that and make sure that, again, we're lifting the stigma and normalizing student success because student success runs a continuum. It doesn't just mean that you're successful in the classroom. It means that we're preparing all the tools that help you to be successful so that when you leave here, you're not just leaving with your education, you're leaving with an experience that you've learned, you've grown from, you figured out how you manage, you figured out how to build some resiliency, and ultimately you figure out how to thrive both here on campus and beyond. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that because the Gator Well Health Promotion Services it really does focus a lot on not just the success in college, but setting up those healthy habits so that when you do graduate, you can build upon them throughout your life. Yes. And so I am so proud of the work of um, Dr. Monica Webb and her team in the Gator World space, because that is what they talk about. Like wellness is not just a one stop. 
It doesn't mean that because you're doing well um, academically, that means you're well. It doesn't mean that because you're hitting the gym regularly that you're doing well. It means that it gives you the ability to focus on all the pieces and parts that keep you running smoothly. And so we talk a lot about the various dimensions of wellness with our students so they know that it's okay to, again, figure out how all the pieces work together and get you really moved along. Um, They do lead many of our upstream initiatives as they work to prevent issues before they become problems for students. Um, We do a lot of things in the reactive space, but Gatorwell is the most proactive mental health or health and and wellness initiative that we have. So it's not just mental health, right? We have CWC that supports that as well. While Gatorwell certainly helps to support students' mental health, they are all about health and wellness holistically. And so their holistic health models certainly allow students to grow in that space. It ranges from alcohol education to time management to simply guidance and tools and consultation students on a variety of, of levels. Um, they partner closely with our Greek community because we have such a large population of students that live in that space or thrive in that space. So they really are here to make sure that um, along with our student life assessment and research team, we're figuring out what the patterns are for students. We're working to be proactive in that space um, for next classes of students to come and that we protect the well-being and promote the well-being of our students uh, collectively as we really do, again, really want to create wholeness initiatives and wellness initiatives and not simply focus on one dimension but recognizing uh, for students, helping students to recognize that wellness is a large scope. It's not, it goes to scale. It doesn't simply stay in one place or it doesn't focus on one particular element. Well, it sounds like our students are in great hands. Thank you so much, Dr. Mull, for the work you're doing and your team and your partners. And also thank you for being our guest today. It was really terrific to speak with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Anytime I get to talk about the amazing work of the Student Life team, and our phenomenal students that we get to support as they move throughout their educational journey here, I'm always motivated by that. I know that I'm in the right place. I know that that conversation that I had with Dr. Nancy Scott many years ago that led me to this field was the right conversation to have. And hopefully we can continue to make sure that we're doing all we can at least students in directions that allow them to be well um, holistically too. So thank you for the opportunity. Listeners, thank you for joining us for an episode of From Florida, where we share the stories of faculty, researchers, students, and administrators whose thought leadership is moving our state, our nation, and our world forward. I'm your host, Nikki Brown, and I hope you'll return for our next story of innovation from Florida.